New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, my name is Nikki Tigg. I serve with the middle school and high school students here at New Vision. I want to welcome you back. Today, we are going to continue in our James reading plan. And today I'm reading from James chapter 5, verses 1 through 20 from the NIV version. Verse 1, now listen, you rich people, weep and wail because of the misery that is coming on you. Your wealth has rotted and moths have eaten your clothes. Your gold and silver are corroded. Their corrosion will testify against you and eat your flesh like fire. You've hoarded wealth in the last days. Look, the wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You fatten yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke the name spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You've heard of Job's perseverance and And have seen what the Lord finally brought. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no. Otherwise, you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Elijah was a human being, even as we are. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it didn't rain on the land for three and a half years. Again he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. My brothers and sisters, If one of you should wander from the truth and someone should bring that person back, remember this. Whoever turns a sinner from the error of their way will save them from death and cover over a multitude of sins. 
I don't know about you, (laughs) but the whole book of James has been a gut punch and a heart check all in one. (laughs) And starting off with this chapter is filled with so, so much, but I'll just start um, from the beginning. Um, It's giving a, a warning to rich oppressors. So James is talking about the misery that's coming. He mentions that there'll be weeping, wailing. There's hoarding of wealth. People are living a life of luxury and self-indulgence and being unfair to their employees. And they're condemned and murdered innocent people. Um, And it really, for me, um, I can easily look at that and think, oh, that's not me. I don't do that. But it is um, really a reminder, too, of, of what, you know, sometimes steals our affection is just seeking or just self-indulgence, luxury, wealth, all these things. And it's just a reminder of how worthless and meaningless earthly riches are. I mean, we see that it's just corroded and it's uh, people are hoarding wealth and it's just corroding. So we as believers should remember in Luke eighteen twenty two to store our treasures in heaven and just rem- I'm reminded of what we should be seeking, things that can't be destroyed, which is great that the next section goes um, and starts talking about patience. I'm like, well, I think there's a reason for that. Uh, that's something that, that can't be destroyed. That That is something that we need to to aim for. And it's something we typically do not like is patience. But uh, something we need in verse 7 reminds us, That a farmer doesn't give up when his crops don't come to harvest. Immediately, he keeps working. Even when the crop doesn't look like, you know, it's going to have results. Even when he can't see it, he keeps working. So we as Christians also need to just have that type of mindset and attitude and be patient. So the verse is just reminding us to be patient and stand firm. Even when the day of harvest seems far away. Because we we need that reminder. Sometimes we get weary <laughs> and we um, can fall victim to our flesh. But it's just a reminder to be patient and stand firm. So speaking of falling victim to our flesh, verse 9 goes on to caution us not to complain and grumble against our brother or sister in Christ or we will be judged. Man, is it just me or do you find that, that reminder helpful as well? Because when we do, you know, feed into that flesh and and we're grumbling and complaining or just having hard times. I mean, I know that just having, you know, these the hard times that we can go through can cause us to be less than patient and loving to our Christian brothers and sisters. But James takes time to tell us that we can't become uh, grumblers and complainers in our hardship. And it's, of course kind of easy for us to do, um, to allow the hardship to make us unloving towards each other. But the verse uh, continues in verse nine saying, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. And it's just a reminder to us, Jesus is going to assess the faithfulness of, of, of Christians of us. So second Corinthians Uh, Chapter 5, verse 10, we will have a judgment as well. So in light of this, we cannot allow 
our hardship or, or lack of patience, lack of love, we can't allow that to, to make us be unloving and um, complaining against each other. So verse 10 goes on to show us the importance of patience in the face of suffering. And who likes either of those things? Patience and suffering? Uh, none of us really like those, but we do know that, that that's just part of life. And we're able to look at the life of Job and see the end result of it. Of course, when we're in it, it's not so fun, but we can, we do, the Lord has provided the Bible for us to be able to look and have encouragement from other people's lives who uh, went before us. And we are counted as blessed because of our perseverance. And we are also reminded of what's true, that the Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Amen. And then we're pointed to the importance of faith-filled prayer. Uh, the verse is just saying, hey, if you're in trouble, pray. If you're happy, sing songs of praise. If you're sick, call elders and have them pray. And something that I noticed that stuck out to me as I was studying this is all of these actions point back to God. And it's because, I mean, why not? He is the only one with power, with who has the power to get us out of trouble when we are in trouble. He's the only one who is worthy of our praise. He's the only one who is able to provide healing, uh, whether it's physical or spiritual. So I love that this all just points back to God. We, we all have those moments where we are um, in need of healing and those moments of trouble. And then those moments of, of praise that we have. So it all points back to to him, and um, just to wrap up really quickly, just hopping on the the healing portion. Uh, many of us need healing. Many of us need healing. I know there are a lot of people um, who are struggling with many different things, and there's a, a the the remedy here. It says confess your sins to each other so that you may be healed, and. Confession and prayer brings healing, both physically and spiritually. And that healing just frees us from burdens that we don't even know we're carrying. I do believe sometimes we don't even know we're carrying it. So I just encourage, well, the Bible is encouraging you to um, confess, confess those sins. So as we wrap up, I'll just say a few takeaways that I've gotten from uh, this chapter. It's just remember to seek the Lord and not wealth, not to complain about brothers and sisters in Christ, a reminder to be patient, to pray and confess your sins to a trusted person. And it is likely that one or more of these that I just even said maybe hit you a little bit differently just by hearing it. And I'll just, I'll go ahead and air my dirty laundry, um, complaining and grumbling against brothers and sisters. That is an area that hit me and that's an area I need to work on. So that I'm just more aware of and want to be intentional on honoring my brothers and sisters. And, um, my encouragement to you is whatever spoke to you from this passage, whatever hit you a little bit differently is an area that God wants to work on with you. He wants to, um, walk through that with you. So I encourage you to do that. So thank you so much for listening. Again, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you Monday.